Let's get into it, folks. We're back. This is the second, or no, this is the Detroit, or what am I talking about? Covering sports in the Motor City and the Mitten State. Huge day today. I'm recording this Thursday morning. This will come out Thursday morning, afternoon, as soon as I'm fucking done with it. We're going to keep it about 30, 40 minutes. Last episode of the year. Last episode of the year 2021 in the inception year. Conception year in the conception, (laughs) in the conceptual year of the Detroit or not the inception year. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everyone here today. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. Hope you're having a great week. One of the best weeks of the year. Everybody's talking about it. It's the week where you don't know what day it is. You're just eating cookies at all hours of the day. You're eating good food every night. You're hanging out with people constantly, old friends, family members. Great fucking week. We got New Year's Eve tomorrow. Big football game tomorrow. Not quite as big as the Peach Bowl, but pretty big football game tomorrow going down in Miami between the Wolverines and the Georgia Dogs. Great week. Great week. Great weekend. I'm back in Michigan for the week. It's been an absolute pleasure. This is the only episode we're going to do the week. I was debating not even doing one, to be honest, but then I was like, hold on. We got State in the New Year's Six in the Peach Bowl. We got Michigan in the fucking playoff. I have to because I've been doing the TikToks. I do the TikToks. I've done enough of these, right? We're all we've talked about. It's like, how much do we do on the line? Sometimes, right? When they win games, we'll do some stuff. When Dan Campbell, maybe something going on with him, we'll do some Lions stuff. But we've kind of been carried, right? Whether it's the TikTok, whether it's the podcast, I'll look you in the eye and I'll tell it like it is. We've kind of been carried by Michigan and Michigan State football this year. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. We've done enough, but we haven't. I mean, they're in the fucking playoff, Michigan. Michigan State was supposed to win five games. They're in a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, what am I? I can't believe that thought even. I'm sick that I almost was like, yeah, no, we've done enough. We haven't even done close to enough. So like I said, this is the last podcast of the year. Um, The episode from last week on Tuesday kind of got into like a year end podcast. Cause I didn't know how many more I would do. I thought maybe I would only do one last week. I don't know, but I kind of got into a year end podcast talking about you guys, Ooh, the listeners, the supporters. So check that one out. It's like the first 15 minutes of the one from Tuesday last week, just expressing my appreciation for everybody who has followed along to this point, who downloads, who listens every week. I know, I know that shit isn't easy, I listen to podcasts, dude. It's hard it, like to crack a rotation, to get into an absolute like consistent rotation. You got to have something special cooking in the back office. You got to be working with a little bit of that Chick-fil-A sauce, no pun intended, to the peach ball. You got to have something going on that not many others do to crack that podcast ro- rotation. So to anyone out there, that we're in your rotation, I really do appreciate it. That is no small feat. That is no small feat. We've been growing. The numbers are going up slowly but surely, right? You didn't conquer Rome in a day, Augustus S2 Brute, right? All of the Roman Latin sayings I can fit in there. He's just a man. He's just a man. Another one, law-abiding citizen, right? Um, So I do appreciate you guys. And, you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that today because we did it Tuesday. So check that out. Let's get into it. Let's get into first and foremost, let's do Michigan, Georgia. I mean, this is the game that more people care about. Let's be honest. Uh, It fucking makes me sick to my stomach to say 
But this is a more important game. It's the playoff, for God's sakes. I wouldn't even say it's more important because the Michigan State game is going to change the landscape of college football for decades to come. So maybe not so more important. More people care about this Michigan-Georgia game. It's the playoff. Who knew Michigan would ever make it here? I certainly didn't. I've said it a million times by now. Like, I obviously didn't think they'd beat Ohio State. I I kind of. I mean, I knew they were better than Iowa. They should have beaten Iowa. They were the favorite. Part of me was still like, ah, Michigan, though. Like, these guys make a fucking living choking away things. I kind of thought maybe something would go down against Iowa. And funny enough, here we are against Georgia, against maybe the the most fierce of all those opponents. And I'm starting to think, like, I think Michigan might win this game. I think Michigan may be the better team. I don't know what the fuck's gotten into me. I've barely, I've had like two sips of coffee this morning, so maybe that's fucking with my head. Every day that's gone by this week, every time I think about Michigan, Georgia, Michigan, Georgia, I see, oh, Georgia's got this stacked defense, this run game, Georgia, Georgia, the pressure, their front four. Every time I think about the game and I hear Georgia, and then I think about what Michigan's done this year, the way Michigan's won so many of these games, I have a hard time. I have a hard time finding ways like why I think Michigan should lose. Like Michigan's gotten to the point this team this season where the only reason I think they would lose, the only negative connotation in my mind surrounding them, the only thing giving me pause is the fact just that it's Michigan. That it's like, oh, they don't. They, they're fucking Michigan. They won't finish the job. Like, it's Jim Harbaugh. It's Michigan football. They don't fe- ever finish the job. They kind of have started to change that narrative this year, right? Sure, they didn't beat Michigan State. Yeah, they're 0-2 against Mel Tucker, 37-33, but we won't talk about that. They beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. They won the Big Ten. That was the next step. I thought maybe. That's kind of why that Iowa game, I was like, all right, cool. They beat Ohio State, like, it, it almost felt like a rite of passage. Okay, you beat Ohio State, now come back next year and maybe you'll win the Big Ten. They beat Iowa. They That was a game where, you know, Iowa's not Ohio State. Iowa's not Georgia. But it's still – Iowa's a good team. If you fucking come in there looking forward to the playoff or still talking about Ohio State, Iowa can beat you. And Michigan spanked them. They didn't squeak one out. They didn't, you know, get by the, the skin on their teeth. They fucking murdered Iowa. Why should I believe they won't, maybe not murder, but why should I believe that they can't do the same and get through Georgia now all of a sudden? I Everything you look at, everything related to Michigan this year, at least when it comes to on the field, the way they play, the numbers, I feel like they should beat Georgia. I feel like they, they're they the better team than Georgia. I honestly do, and it <laughs> it disgusts me. It makes me want to fucking throw up saying that, that I genuinely believe they're the better team. I genuinely believe they're going to win. Georgia's favored by seven and a half in Vegas, which is kind of surprising to me because we'll talk about Georgia a little bit too, but the way they looked against Alabama, they're favored by over a touchdown, which is a little bit like, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, I'm not going to bet on the Wolverines because I want, I do want them to lose. Like, let's make that clear. I want Georgia to fucking kill them, but 
if you're a Michigan fan, you're going to put money on the Wolverines. You're looking at it like, hang on, Michigan, I think might be better. At the very worst, these teams are extremely evenly matched. But Georgia's get like they're getting a touchdown. It feels like, or Michigan's getting a touchdown. It feels like free money to bet on the Wolverines, which when it feels too good to be true, when it feels like Vegas is making a mistake, most of the time they're not. Most of the time you're the one making the mistake. Most of the time it is too good to be true. So that makes me a little nervous. I don't know. I don't really know. Um, it's similar to kind of what I said all season leading up to the Michigan-Michigan State football game. It was very similar the way I feel about this game. Now, granted, Michigan State got curb stomped by Ohio State, for sure. Michigan State's not in the playoff, for sure. But it was up to, what was it, week six, week seven when they played this year? Up to that point, they had played very similar. And that game, obviously, kind of lived up to the hype. That game lived up to my prediction and my, I don't know, I hate to say analysis because it's like I'm sitting here with a fucking spreadsheet like, oh, Michigan State, it's going to be this. I just like talking about sports. I feel like that game kind of lived up to what I thought it would be. I mean, 37-33 is down to the wire. It was back and forth. But you looked at those teams. They did the same things. They wanted to run the ball, and when they ran the ball, they beat you. That was it. That same, same deal this weekend or tomorrow. Georgia runs the ball. You're going to have a hell of a time. Michigan runs the ball. You are going to have a hell of a time. Just ask Ohio State. They can throw the ball. Their quarterbacks, you know, they can do the job. Stetson Bennett off a of play action, like he'll hit open guys. Cade McNamara play action here, uh, uh, third and long here and there. He'll hit the open guys. Like they can do the job. They're solid players by all means. Like I, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, Cade and Bennett, like I don't think so. They're solid players. They can do the job. Now, if you can't run the ball at all and your entire offense and entire game plan is revolving around either of them throwing the football, obviously Stetson Bennett, it's not going to work. We saw that. He was not great against Alabama. I mean, they that was their game plan is, hey, we got to throw it, and he was fucking terrible. Cade, he's been better. I don't think Cade's had that game like Bennett had against Bama. But again, Cade the only game this year really were that I can remember. I didn't watch every single Michigan game, but the only game this year I remember was like, Hey, Cade, this one's on you was Michigan state. And he played real well. The pick at the end cost them the game for sure. But there were other things that cost them to the game to that point. And all in all, outside of that one throw, he played a great game. The reason they had 33 points was because of him. The reason that game was close was because of him. It wasn't because of Corum and Haskins. It was because Cade McNamara was doing his part to pick apart Michigan State's defense, and at some point he just made the critical error. They're good QBs. Now, similar to that Cade-Michigan State game, and obviously like Stetson, if you look at them and say, hey, dude, this one's on you, like fucking you're not going to turn around and hand it 30 times and score points, like that's – sorry, buddy, you're going to have to take three-step drops and just pepper the football all over the place. I don't know if I love that game plan for either of them. I probably like that game plan more for Michigan just because I think we've seen more from Cade. I think Cade's the better player, but I don't know if I love that for him either of them. Like I just said, that was the game plan against Michigan State. Cade played well. They still didn't get the job done, right? Granted, they were playing against the best running back in the country, on the road, different, you know, different circumstances a little bit. But the point remains, that was the one game this year where it was, Cade, this is you, buddy. We can't run the ball. This is you. And it didn't work as well as he played. Another parallel going into that Michigan game. Granted, Michigan State's defense now. 
obviously not Michigan, not Georgia. Fucking obviously. And hang on, let me take a sip. I hate when my coffee gets cold, so let me just. Oh yeah, I hope you guys can hear that. Little coffee ASMR there for you. Michigan State's defense now at this point in the season, we know, not very good. Not very good. And certainly not to the level of Michigan. Certainly not to the level of Georgia. Although Georgia, the first time they play a real team, Bama puts up 38 on them. Neither here nor there. Going into that Michigan-Michigan State game, MSU's defense had been decent. They, again, were not world beaters, but they were holding teams. They were the bend-don't-break guys where they're giving up yardage, but when you get to the red zone, it's field goals. Again, happened to Michigan. They were fine. Like, they were pretty good. They could hold their own. Michigan's defense to that point was better, right? They were rated higher. They were projected better than Michigan State's. Didn't kind of – didn't really play out that way. But, again, similar, where they both had solid defenses. They both wanted to run the ball. Both passing games were, you know, they're good. They're fine. They're not what's going to beat you usually. That's exactly how this game is. Georgia lives by their defense. Georgia, offensively, they want to run the ball when they cannot run the ball such as that game against Alabama, and they have to turn to Stetson Bennett to throw it 40 times. Not good. Not fucking good. He doesn't appear to be the guy to just single-handedly put a franchise or put an organization on his back and carry you to the promised land. He doesn't seem to be that guy. I don't know how much Cade McNamara is that guy, but I think he's more of that guy than Bennett. I, this is the this is really what it comes down to for me. I do think it'll be a good game. I don't think whoever wins, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I just don't see that being possible the way these defenses play. Like, it's fucking hard. When you have an elite defense, it's hard to get blown out. It really is. No matter how bad your offense is, it's fucking difficult to get blown out when you have an elite defense. We've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen that at Michigan. We've seen that at Michigan State. I mean, the last few years of the D'Antonio era, some of the worst offenses college football's ever seen and some of the best defenses college football's ever seen. Yeah, they went six and seven and they're losing all their games like 14 to 10. It's very fucking hard to get a number put up on you and lose by a lot when your defense is good, which both of these teams have great defenses. And they got good offenses, too. It's not like these offenses are pedestrian. Michigan's especially, that's the another edge. Like, give me Michigan's offense to, to Georgia's. I know Georgia's strength is their front seven. I know it's that front four. Michigan's offensive line is scary, dude. They fucking push people around. They pushed Ohio State around. They pushed Iowa around. Why should I believe... They won't put push Georgia around. And you can say, Georgia's defense is so much better than both of those teams. Okay, fair enough. Fine, maybe so. But those guys that are playing defensive line and defensive ends at Ohio State, those are some of the best athletes in the country. Those are some of the best defensive line talents you can find on the collegiate level in this country. And Michigan fucking abused them. Michigan opened up any hole they wanted on any side of the field at any given time against some of the most talented, some of the biggest prospects in football. It was fucking simple. It was child's play. Hassan Haskins had five touchdowns. I know maybe Ohio State's running defense or defense as a whole. Fine, they're not Georgia's. They're still Ohio State. Even if they're not finishing up there in the ratings and they're not you know, giving up 20 yards per game on the ground. 
those dudes that are getting fucking manhandled are the guys that 99.9% of the time are doing the manhandling. Same with Iowa. Maybe not quite to the scale of Ohio State, but if you're winning 10 games, you're in the Big Ten Championship. Iowa's good pretty much every year, it feels like, and another one of their strengths seems to be their line play. They've had Epineza last year. I feel like they always got some guys on the D-line. They're getting manhandled. Maybe Georgia's a little better. Jordan Davis, obviously, he's a big name. He's a big draft prospect. Okay. Maybe they're a little bit better. They also have the high-end prospects like Ohio State. Michigan pushed those same dudes around now. Why should I believe? Like, what is what is my reason to believe that Michigan won't do something similar against Georgia? And then you talk about the secondaries. I think Michigan and Georgia have two of the higher-rated secondaries in the country, like statistically, PFF, whatever. Michigan's throwing the ball. Again, those Ohio State defensive backs, they're not rolling out what Michigan State was rolling out. Those Ohio State defensive backs are four and five stars only, and Michigan was throwing on them when they needed to. Michigan has the wide receivers. We've shown or we've seen that Cade can get the job done when he has a running game to work off. He can get the job done for the most part when he doesn't have a running game to work off. The receivers can get – I mean, again, Michigan's receivers, elite athletes. They can get open on whoever. I just don't see why Michigan – Maybe they'll have some trouble, right? Maybe they won't hit 30. Maybe it'll be, the game will be like 24-13, 24-14. Maybe it won't be a barn burner for sure. That makes sense. Why should I believe that Michigan's going to have that much trouble scoring the football, though? Why should I believe Michigan's going to struggle to see 20 points? I don't. Unless they turn it over, unless they're settling for field goals constantly in the red zone, which we've seen them settle, right? I read a stat the other day, Donovan Edwards, Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, none of them have fumbled this year, which (laughs) this guy was like, that's elite ball security, which for sure, that's sick. Um, Now I'm sitting here like, damn, those guys are due to put one on the ground. (laughs) So as long as they're not turning it over, as long as they don't have to settle for a ton of field goals, why should I believe Michigan's going to have the hardest time getting to 20 points? They haven't had trouble scoring since Rutgers, dude. They haven't had trouble scoring on anybody since Rutgers, and that was like week four or something, week five. They scored on Michigan State, which, you know, looking back, not the most impressive thing. They scored on Ohio State. They scored on Iowa, who was supposed to – they scored on Wisconsin, supposed to have a good defense. Why should I believe they're going to have a hell of a time putting up points on Georgia? These really are the same team, and when you look at it, one team does the job. One team does what these both teams do better than the other. They both want to run the ball. They both want to throw, make big plays off play action, and they both want to play unbelievable defense. One of these teams has done that better than the other. That's a fact. Michigan has done all of those things better than Georgia has. Michigan scored points against the other powerhouse in Ohio State. Scored a lot of them, 42 to be exact. Georgia played Alabama. They kind of had a tough time putting points on the board. Michigan has done the job defensively against the powerhouse. Ohio State, they had 27. I mean, that's you know that's not a shutout by any means, but that's fine, especially compared to what Ohio State puts up on people, what they put up on Michigan historically. That will do the trick. I think Bama had a 38-piece on Georgia. 
It's not great. Michigan's run the ball on the other elite teams. They've ran the ball in Wisconsin. They ran the ball against Ohio State. They ran the ball against Iowa. Alabama, or Georgia played Alabama. Mm. Now it's Stetson time. I just, there's there's no reason, like, looking at it as much as it fucking pains me, because I'm a Michigan State guy, I hope Georgia steamrolls Michigan. I hope it's 72-3 to Georgia beats Michigan. But you look at it unbiasedly, you look at this game, why am I supposed to sit here and say that Michigan has the, has the lower edge or, or Georgia has the upper hand? What's the opposite of upper hand? The lower hand? <laughs> I was trying to think, like, why does Michigan have the lower hand? No. Why am I supposed to believe Mich- or Georgia has the upper hand? I don't think there's a reason to. The only thing you can say is either A, oh, Michigan, you know, they choke, which do they? They beat Ohio State. They could have choked the Big Ten. They didn't. Or Georgia plays in the SEC. The SEC fucking sucks. They're 0-4 in the bowl season this far. The best team... Georgia has played this year, Alabama, who, who, I mean, handled them pretty easily. Like that game, it wasn't even fun to watch. And then Kentucky. That's, that's who I'm supposed to be afraid of. Oh, George, the, the SEC, they hit different. They're zero and four against ACC, big 12, big 10 teams. What SEC, it means more. So, so the SEC, which I'm constantly fucking told. It's just a higher level. It's it's the deepest conference. Every game in the SEC is a tough one. Are we sure that's not the Big Ten? Because I watched the Big Ten for 12 straight weeks this year. I did. I watched like the Maryland's, the Rutgers of the world, the Purdue's. Some of these teams nobody's thinking about, right? Nationally, people talk Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, maybe Wisconsin, maybe a little Iowa. Nobody's talking Purdue. Nobody's talking Maryland. Nobody's talking Rutgers. I watch those teams. They're like pretty fucking good. Like, those teams made me nervous. You play a Maryland, like, I'm not feeling great. That's not a rollover dub. You know when it is a rollover dub? When you play, like, Charleston Southern or those random cupcake teams that Georgia and Alabama play four of every year. You know what's a rollover? Vanderbilt. You know what's a rollover? Fucking Tennessee. Those guys stink. I'm told every single year how great the SEC is. Why, oh, Georgia, they've been hardened by the SEC. Have they been hardened by it or have they been softened by it? Michigan's played MSU, Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, and then not to mention Maryland, Rutgers. Michigan's played a harder schedule than Georgia has. The only thing anyone could say, Georgia, they have the SEC. I think Michigan's played a tougher schedule. I think Michigan's been through the fire more. I think they've beaten better teams. Georgia, oh, they beat fucking Charleston. They beat Chattanooga. Nice, dude. That's fucking sweet. Oh, they their defense only gives up seven points a game because they played four different Chattanoogas. Oh. And then right when they played a real team, they played Alabama. Oh, they kind of got manhandled. Oh. You look at Alabama even. They fucking dominated Georgia. Alabama plays five and three Mississippi State. That was one of their best wins this year. They play Texas A&M, barely or lose to them. Who'd they lose? Auburn, like seven and seven Auburn at the end of the year or seven and six Auburn. Almost lose that game. Like what I'm supposed to be afraid. I'm supposed to, that's the consolation in the SEC. Oh no, they just play harder games. Do they though? Or is the Big Ten East the best conference in football? Because I think it is. 
I don't know. I don't have a reason as to why Georgia should win this game. I don't think they will. The only thing, the only thing Georgia may have an ace up their sleeve. I read on Twitter, Kirby Smart called Mel Tucker this week. <laughs> Michigan fans, did you just shit your pants? If you're a Michigan fan right now, did you just does the little bit of poop roll down your underwear? Kirby Smart was on the phone with Mel Tucker this week. That's a fucking nightmare scenario if you're a Michigan fan. That's the only, I think that's Georgia's only hope. Kirby Smart called up Mel Tucker. They weren't just talking about fucking pickleball and what they're having for lunch. I promise you that. He was, Mel, you you dismantled this team. What do I do? Give me the secrets. How'd you do it? Mel Tucker, he's fond of Georgia. He coached there. He coached with Kirby. He probably, yeah, fuck Michigan too. He's probably like, all right, here's the, here's how you beat Michigan. Here's the playbook. Buy me dinner once I get down to ATL for the uh, Peach Bowl, and here's the playbook. Yikes, Michigan. That's the only saving grace Georgia has. Mel Tucker is going to give you the blueprint on how to destroy Michigan football from the inside out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Every other factor points to Michigan. Mel Tucker helping out Georgia, yikes, Michigan cannot figure that guy out for the life of them. He's dominated them since he's been there. Yikes, that's bad news. Mel Tucker aside, maybe Mel Tucker's too caught up. He didn't help Georgia as much as Kirby Smart would have liked. I think Michigan's better. I think their defense is better. I think they have the best player in the game in Hutchinson. Um, Ojabo, too. Like They just have the two biggest difference makers. I think their offense is better. Like they're both very good. I think it will be a really close game. I think it'll be like 27-20, something like that. I just think defense, both team strengths. Run game, both team strengths. Every asset or every facet of the game, I think Michigan's just a little better. Give me Michigan's offense. Give me Michigan's defense. Give me Michigan's front four. Give me Michigan's run game. Give me Michigan's quarterback and passing it. Like may, Georgia's good too. Just give me Michigan's though. I'd rather have Michigan's. So we'll see. And then it comes down to coaching. Kirby Smart, similar kind of to Michigan, hasn't been able to get the job done since he's there. He loses to Alabama. He loses to Saban constantly. He's losing SEC championships. He beats up on all the nobodies. Then he plays Alabama, loses. He plays at Clemson, loses. He plays in the college football playoff, loses. So similar between him and Harbaugh, although Harbaugh finally it seems to be getting over the hump. They have the momentum. It's like a team of destiny thing. That's tough to pick against. I think Michigan will win. I'm excited, though. It's a great game. I'm, you know, Michigan fans. Most of you I'm happy for. Some of you I can't fucking stand. Most of you I'm happy for. Beautiful day. Enjoy it. It sucks that the games are on New Year's Eve. They did that same shit when MSU was in it. Hated it then. Hate it now. Like, like I'm happy I'm not a Michigan fan because, like, you, you're either going to watch the game or you're going to do New Year's Eve. Like, there's not. You're not like you're not doing both. Take it from me. You you're not gonna do both. And I hate that they do it that way. Just put it on the first. Make it New Year's Day. I don't understand why they don't, but whatever. Appreciate or no, we're not done yet. What am I talking about? Um, quick break. Peach ball. <laughs> I got my peaches down in Georgia. That's that shit. Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl, Atlanta, Georgia, Michigan State, Pittsburgh, go green. I don't know. I don't know what there is to say about this game. I don't care about Pitt. I feel like most people don't care about Pitt. Why would you 
care about Pitt. Nobody cares about Pitt other than the Steelers. They don't have Kenny Pickett. Long story short, long story short, they don't have Kenny Pickett. So for that reason alone, I don't care that we don't have Kenneth Walker. They don't have their Heisman candidate quarterback. They don't have Kenny Pickett. I don't know how much this Nick Padilla, I think that's his name, the backup. I don't know how much he's played this year. I don't fucking care how much he's played this year. It doesn't matter how much he's played this year. They don't have Kenny Pickett. So for that reason, and for that reason alone, Michigan State should handle these dudes. Michigan State should win this game comfortably. They don't have the one guy their entire team has revolved around all season long. For that reason, the dogs should should fucking bury these guys. I has Padilla played in a game? Has Padilla seen real live action outside of fucking practice? The dogs should fucking bury these guys. And you could say the same thing. Oh, you don't have Kenneth Walker. You've relied on him. We've won games without Kenneth. We've won games where he was banged up, where he didn't have a great game, where he didn't play much. Youngstown State, Nebraska. Which other game? I feel like there's Ohio State, but we did not win that game. (laughs) I feel like there's one other game where he didn't play that well in State 1. We've won games without Kenneth Walker. and as unbelievable as he is, best running back in college football, to some extent, if the offensive line does their job, I think we got talented backs outside of him. I think Jordan Simmons is solid, right? I think Elijah Collins is solid. I think we got some dudes. They're not Kenneth Walker, but they can, you know, they can fill the role for a week. What Kenneth was great about is it kind of didn't matter if if the offensive line was good or not. It kind of didn't matter if people got blocked. He just fucking did stuff anyway. That is going to be missed, like the dude who hits him in the backfield and he still picks up five yards. Those plays are will not be found today. But I don't think you can feel – I mean, you the, the Heisman quarterback compared to the Heisman running back, I feel both really important. Both suck that they're not playing. Pitt. Pitt needs Pickett more than we need K-9. I'm excited. I'm excited to just watch State play. I fucking love Michigan State football. I'm very bummed out. I'm very, 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 very sad that today's the last game. I'm very sad about that. This mic setup I got going is fucking terrible. I'm very sad that today's the last game. Very sad this season's over. I'm very sad this is the last time we're going to watch MSU play against another team until September of 2022. Dude, nine months. We got to – or eight months. We got to wait eight fucking months for Michigan State football. Eight goddamn months after today. Eight. Eight. Right when we're peaking. Right when it's like there's never been more positive momentum around MSU football. Right when I can't get enough. I've never read more articles. I've never thought more about Mel Tucker. I've never just dreamed about, oh, my God, we're going to win Big Tens. We're going to win playoff games. Right when we're at the fucking zenith, it feels like we got to wait eight months. That sucks. That's the worst part about today. That's the thing, honestly. I want to win the game. It's game day. I'm excited. Fuck Pitt. Beat Pitt. 11 wins. Let's end on a high note. Let's get some recruiting momentum. Let's, you know, announce that we're here for sure. My number one thing I'm thinking about today is just eight fucking months after today until we get to watch them again. That sucks, especially 
consider it like it's been an unreal season. It has been an unbelievable season. They weren't supposed to be good. They've been great. They weren't supposed to win games like Miami. Got interrupted. Anyways, they weren't supposed to win games like Miami. They weren't supposed to win games like Michigan. They weren't supposed to win games like Penn State. They weren't supposed to win games like Maryland and fucking Rutgers and Indiana. It's been an unbelievable season. It has. And, of course, the obvious end on a win, end on a positive note. It helps build momentum into next season when the goals will be bigger and the aspirations will be higher. For sure, and 100%, that shit's all true. I would like to win just to end on a positive note. It sucks, dude. Eight fucking months and your last game was an L to pit? To pit? It sucks. You want to build momentum. You want to recruit. You want to go full steam ahead in your most recent body of work is, yeah, we lost to a nobody ACC team. That sucks for sure. More importantly than that, my biggest, like the thing I'm looking forward to the most, I should say, tonight, my biggest excitement, the thing I'm most juiced for is two things. One, I want them to win without Kenneth Walker. I want Mel Tucker and the staff and Peyton Thorne and the offensive line and Jalen Naylor and Jaden Reed, every fucking person. I want the guy washing the cups, washing the socks, the dude making them their little neutral packs before the game. Everybody associated with the fucking football program. I want them to shove it in everybody's face. Who's like, Oh, it's all because of Mel or uh, it's all because Kenneth Walker. Mel Tucker would be a nobody because if other than Kenneth Walker, they would, they'd be five and seven, except for Kenneth Walker. I want them to shove it in all those people's faces. I want them to fucking make them eat crow. I want them to prove. I love Kenneth. I do. He's unreal. How could you not? I want them to prove we can do it without him too. So guess what? You better wet your fucking bed tonight thinking about what we're going to do to you next year. I want to instill the fear of God into everybody in the Big Ten and college football going into next season. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking forward to. And beyond that, I've said it before, 11 wins just hits different. 11 wins hits different. 10 wins, great season. 10 wins, great season. If you can hit double digits in college football, like this isn't even, this is the context of this season aside. Eight wins this year, seven wins this year would have been a good season. 10 wins is a great season. You hit double digits in college football, like you're doing some good shit. You got some good fucking players. The coaches are doing some good things. Like you have established yourself, your program, your team is no joke. Like you guys are going to win some serious games. You hit 11, you go 11 and two over the course of a season like that, that becomes, that becomes like elite. You hit 11 wins. You hit the 11 win mark. Now it's like, oh, oh, these guys are like one of the best teams in college football. 10, you could even say that. 10, you win 10 games in a season. You're at what? Top 15 team? Top 20 at least team? You win 11 games. You're like a top 12 team in the country. You win 11 games. You are an elite football program. Sure, it sucks that one of those 11 isn't the Big Ten championship. It sucks that one of those 11 wasn't Ohio State or a college football playoff game. You win 11 games despite not even considering the fact you were supposed to win four of them, not considering you were supposed to be and picked to be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, 
not even considering you weren't even supposed to sniff like seven wins. You win 11 fucking games for anybody. That's a damn good season. That's a we've arrived type season. And that's why I want it even more. I want that 11th one. I want that message like, yeah, we're fucking about it. We are absolutely fucking about it. Like you thought, you thought Michigan State was down. You thought we had the playoff run in 15 and then D'Antonio kind of lost it and we were going to just float away into nothingness. You are, are sadly fucking mistaken. I hope you enjoyed this five years where State hasn't done much. I hope you enjoyed that. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. I hope you guys enjoyed that. This little five-year stretch where we were kind of, you know, 500. I hope you guys, because we're fucking back, dude. This is a down year. This is a down year. We're at the bottom of the barrel. We're at the bottom of the swing. We're about to win 11 games. Let that sink in for a second. This is, I guess, last year would technically be the lowest point of the Mel Tucker tenure, but that's barely even the Mel Tucker tenure. This is the lowest point of the Mel Tucker era. We're going to win 11 games. We're going to beat Michigan. We're going to beat Penn State. We're going to beat the ACC championship. AC, excuse me, ACC champion. This is a down year. This is, this is the bottom. This is the lowest of our expectation. This is a, a season in which, you know, we're talking about it maybe. We're, we're saying it, Big Ten Championship. This is a season in which our goal was let's get through it. Let's fucking finish it. We're about to win 11. We're about to win 11 without our best player, without a uh, uh, should-have-been Heisman contender, without the best running back in the country. We're about to win our 11th. Let that sink in. That's why I'm excited for today. I'm not excited for today, and I said earlier off the top, maybe not the most, you know, it might not be the most watched football game this, this uh, bowl season. Most important, because today – Today marks the beginning of a, of a Michigan State reign of terror on the collegiate football landscape. That's what today is. The contract Mel Tucker signed a couple weeks ago, that was, that was the beginning. That was a piece in Thanos' fucking gauntlet of reigning terror on college football. That was a piece. Beating Michigan, that was a piece. Finishing strong, beating Penn State, going 10-2, that was a piece. Getting a top 25 recruiting class for the first time since 2015, that was a piece. This is all the beginning of a new era of Michigan State football. This is all the beginning of a paradigm shift in the Big Ten. This is the beginning of Michigan State asserting themselves, not as, hey, we'll pop up every couple years. Hey, we'll have a, you know, we'll a three-year stretch and then kind of wither away. This is the beginning, emphasis on the beginning of Michigan State being a year-in, year-out contender, not only to win 10 games, but to win the Big Ten, to appear in the college football playoff, to win games in the college football playoff, and to one day win a national championship. This is the beginning. We have a chance to win 11 games. Think about that, dude. You look down the road. Harbaugh, he was awesome in his first year. Inherited the Hoke team. I can't remember what their record was, but they were a good team. Uh, I think they won like nine, ten games, something like that. 
What Mel, what Mel Tucker hired, inherited, nowhere near what Jim Harbaugh inherited. Brady Hoke always recruited there. Brady Hoke was a fucking idiot. He didn't know how to win football games. Brady Hoke brought talent. Like, they weren't reeling in 40th ranked recruiting classes. Brady Hoke was reeling in top 15 classes every single year. Brady Hoke had NFL talent on his teams. Jim Harbaugh inherited good fucking football team. Yeah, he did a great job his first year. I think they won nine or ten games. Like, they were good. He did a great job. Mel Tucker, dude. Mel fucking Tucker inherited a team full of 35th, 38th, 42nd ranked recruit ranked recruiting classes. A team that's had nothing but negative momentum the last three, four years. And he's going to win 11 games in his second year, dude. I feel so good about today. Like, that's why I feel like I'm having an outer body experience almost talking about the game. Like, like it's not even about the game. The thing about today's game that, that I am interested in is I just am excited to watch these guys. Like I said, I think we will win. I think we should win. They don't have Kenny Pickett. I think they fully rely on Kenny Pickett. We've won games without K-9. People like, don't realize Peyton Thorne can also torch you. He's had a handful of games this year where he's just murdering teams through the air. I'm excited to watch Peyton Thorne put on a master class. Jalen Naylor, he's back for the first time since I, I want to say like Rutgers or Purdue maybe. No, he didn't play against Purdue. Rutgers, Naylor's back for the first time in weeks. We're going to have the full aerial attack. Like, I think Peyton Thorne is going to light it up today, and I cannot wait to watch. The defense is getting pieces back that have been banged up the last few weeks. Defense has a fucking chip on their shoulder. You've been getting shit-talked, defense. You've been getting shit-talked by everybody, including Michigan State fans, ever since that Purdue game, ever since that Ohio State game. You've been getting your name dragged through the goddamn mud. What a beautiful opportunity to redeem yourselves today. I think the team's going to come out fired up. I think the defense is going to want to make a statement. I think Peyton Thorne is going to want to make a statement. I think whoever starts in the backfield, Collins or uh, Jordan Simmons, whoever, they're going to want to make a statement. I think Jalen Naylor is going to want to get in on the fun. Everybody playing today, I think, like I know their goals, it is Big Ten or bust. I think everybody playing today, though, is going to come out with a fire. Everybody playing today wants to beat the fuck out of Pitt. Mel Tucker, I know he wants to win today. Today isn't meaningless to Mel Tucker. I know Mel's going to have them boys ready to fucking go. I think they're going to win. I think we're the better team. I think especially without Kenny Pickett, we're the better team. I think we should win. I'm excited to watch them play one last time, but it's not even about today. It's about the future. It's about what today is setting up for. Today's the springboard for another great recruiting class, for an improved recruiting class. We were top 25 this year. Today's the springboard for top 20, top 18, maybe a top 15 recruiting class in 2023. We thought we were good this year. Today's the springboard for, yeah, you beat Michigan. Yeah, you beat Penn State. You're coming after Ohio State next year. Today's a springboard. 10-2 and was awesome. Today's a springboard for 11-1. and Peach Bowl, New Year's Six, fucking great. Today's a springboard for a college football playoff game. Like today, today is a launching point for the new era. Today symbolizes like we win these fucking games at Michigan State. Nationally televised, prime time, ESPN. New Year's Six, ACC champion. Today is a game. Michigan, we win these games. We win these games at Michigan State. That's what we fucking do here. We win these big games. When the eyes of the nation are upon us, we fucking deliver. That's what we do at Michigan State. Today's one of those games. 
Because when this game, when the Peach Bowl turns in to the Orange Bowl, when it turns in to the Big Ten Championship, when it turns in to Ohio State and East Lansing next year, you win these fucking games. You're used to winning these fucking games. You are conditioned to winning these fucking games, dude. It's why Alabama's great. Alabama kind of had a struggling season this year. Lost to some teams they probably shouldn't have. Had some very close fucking calls, Auburn, with teams they shouldn't have. They play Georgia. They played the undefeated bad boys, like the number one team. Nobody scores on them. They play them in the SEC championship. Everybody at Alabama, they win those games. You play Georgia, you win those games. You're in the SEC championship, you win those games. Alabama's used to fucking winning those games. That's what today's about for MSU. You win these games. Condition yourself to win these games. The bright lights, the spotlight, MSU delivers. MSU wins. MSU moves on. I cannot fucking wait. Today's the future. Today is the beginning of the future of the Mel Tucker era of Michigan State football, of not only being competitive and winning eight, nine, ten games, but of winning the most important games, winning at the highest level, winning the games people care about, winning against Michigan, winning against Penn State, winning against Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, winning a college football playoff game. One day, I I think he will. I think he for sure will get us to the playoff one day. I think Mel Tucker may win a national championship here. Like I, you would if you would have the day D'Antonio retired, if you would have said Michigan State football wins a natty in ten years in the next ten, I'd be like, that's fucking insane. There's a zero percent chance. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. Mel Tucker now, where I feel today, as I it's what is it, eleven forty three in the morning as I'm speaking. I'm like, yeah, that's possible. I think he might. I think there's like, if you told me he wins now, you told me he wins a natty in the next 10, I'd be like, yeah, I believe that. I think he will 100% win a big 10. I think he will 100% appear in a college football playoff game. I, 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 he might win a natty. I believe, I would believe that he will. Today marks the, the elevation of Michigan state in a year we were supposed to be garbage a rebuilding year where all it was supposed to be about was building a culture, essentially getting through the fucking season, point A to point B, recruiting, getting through the season, building any hype you can, a season that was supposed to be a wash, that in September we were supposed to look at it and go, ah, what's the use? A season that started as that, we're looking down the barrel of our 11th win. We're looking down the barrel of an elite top 12 season. That is the bottom of the Mel Tucker era. That is the lowest we'll be with Mel. And we've got a chance to do something great. It will be the sixth time in MSU history they've won 11 games. I'm excited for the future. That's the other shit part about now we got to wait eight months is no matter what happens today, I'm ready to fucking go next season. I'm ready to win more. I'm ready to win the big stuff. I'm ready to go to Indy. We got to wait eight months. I'm so excited about Mel. I'm so excited about tonight. I'm excited to watch Jaden Reed if it is the last time. I'm excited to watch Jalen Naylor if it is the last time. I'm excited to watch Peyton Thorne, these guys that have busted ass and delivered and performed for us all season long. I'm excited to watch the defense bounce back, put some fucking respect on their names, man. I'm excited to watch some of these seniors, Drew Beasley, Jacob Panashuk. Let's see what you got, man. I'm excited to watch Xavier Henderson ball out for potentially the last time. 
I'm excited to see Mel coach at the national scale, have these boys ready to play. I'm excited to see Spartan Nation show out in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm excited to see Mercedes-Benz, what is it, Superdome, caked in green and white. I'm excited to see prospects from coast to coast, Georgia especially, athletes looking to win big at the next level in the state of Georgia, get a firsthand close-up look at Michigan State football, get to get to embrace the glory that is Michigan State football, the different breed that exists in Michigan State. I'm excited to watch our people show out at all levels, football team fans. I'm excited to be a part of it one last time this year. I'm excited to watch the sport I love, the team I love. I'm excited to root them on. I'm excited what it means for the future. I fucking love Michigan State. I cannot wait for tonight. I cannot wait to watch these guys. I can't wait to to be with my brothers in arms. (laughs) Spartan dogs coast to coast. Hope you enjoy as well. Hope you have a wonderful new year. Appreciate everybody listening today. Last episode of 2021. We got big things coming in 2022. Go green. Go green. Go green today against Pitt. Get this dub. Springboard Big Ten champs next year. Let's fucking go. We'll be right back.